I'm Ben, and you're listening to the Sound Logic Podcast. This is Mike. Each episode, we discuss one of music's greatest albums from Rolling Stone Magazine's Top 500 list. Brought to you by two guys with no credentials. Well, it's that time of year again. Tis the season. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, if you celebrate Christmas, uh, happy Christmas to you. And if you celebrate something else, we also wish you a wonderful time this holidays and hope you can join us. Uh, as we kind of talk about some of our Christmas memories. So we thought it would be fun to talk about our favorite Christmas records. Indeed, uh, Ben, I assume you have some some memories of Christmas albums growing up or maybe as you got into your adult life. Anything come to mind? Yeah, since I've been up here in Ontario with my sisters and my parents celebrating the holidays with our family, one of the Christmas albums that's a family tradition is by a Christian recording artist named Evie. Um, She has a Christmas album, I think probably came out sometime in the mid 80s. Um, It's not very good, but uh, it feels like Christmas to me when that uh, scratchy record gets put (laughs) on the the record player at my parents' home. How about you? Is there there something that comes to mind? There's a few different ones that come to mind growing up. I don't know about you, but um, I mean, you're saying, you know, growing up, you guys had records. Um, our family moved a bit, you know, with my parents splitting. So kind of the music, I think the record player, you know, uh, maybe got packed away or sold off. And then there was tape players and there's CD players. But one tape mm-hmm. I remember is um, I think both my parents might have each had a copy of the Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers wow. Christmas album. And I don't know if you remember that. And listening back on it it's very very 80s the instrumentation has that feel with a lot of that kind of uh, synthesized piano and guitar Uh, but at the time it didn't seem weird it was just the songs we were familiar but it is very cheesy but also heartwarming and then another one my dad had some cassettes in his car and one we listened to definitely christmas time and i don't know if if you're in the car and sometimes there's you're on a long trip and it's not christmas but there's still a christmas tape in there and you just throw it in mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah uh, the barbara streisand uh christmas album Ooh. which uh is is pretty epic really and she does the really fast version of jingle bells and she does like ave maria which is very operatic and the lord's <laughs> prayer yeah. and um fit my favorite the christmas song my favorite things i definitely remember that those are ones that i remember from growing up okay um that come to mind how do you feel about christmas music as an adult i've i've almost completely shunned the genre but there are a few exceptions that i'll make and i'm curious has it been the same for you or or do you still just love christmas music of all sorts oh this could end up being a really long episode (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will say a few things most of the Christmas music that I hear on the radio and at the mall I don't really prefer and I'm not even sure why but I feel like especially the radio stations as many radio stations they have a playlist it runs through you know every day or every hour and I don't feel there's much variety and I think 
some of the selections are maybe not that great. Sure. I don't mind. Some people, I think, uh, get upset when the Christmas music is only secular and there's no sacred or vice versa when it's only sacred and not secular. Yes. Yes. I, I like a blend. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I grew up with more of the sacred and of course the secular was there, but, but there was certainly the sacred in any of our services or often at home and then any other place that was secular. So I like a blend. I like there's some of both that I really, really like. I love the hymns and I love getting together in, uh, especially in uh, a community like the Mennonite church community where uh, singing in different parts mm-hmm. is common and yeah. to hear the, the, Chris, the Christmas hymns sung is really wonderful. We Candlelight went to church- services. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We went to a church service yesterday and they played some of the less um, popular or common hymns, uh, which are some of my favorite songs like um, uh, Infant Holy, Infant Lowly. And uh, I really like um, Came Upon a Midnight Clear. Came Upon a Midnight Clear. Um, In the Deep Midwinter is also oh, one yeah. of my favorites. And um, and one I really like uh, musically is one of my favorites is uh, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. It's just got a wonderful uh, flowing, moving melody. Uh, so in summary, I like a blend. I mm-hmm. like uh, the hymns. So you're not really pulling for like uh, Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney or um, Santa Baby uh, or <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks renditions, things like that. <laughs> All those sort um, of overplayed poppy things. <laughs> I think uh, on our podcast at some point, I've already brought up uh, my disdain for Last Christmas by Wham. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know some people just love it. I, I don't want to name this person by name, but I have a dear friend who like even likes the sort of like dogs barking Christmas Carol stuff. Like it just doesn't seem oh, to matter wow. what it is. It's just like a- anything goes this time of year. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there, yeah, there are people who just eat it up and yep. you know what? There are certain things that are just to me overplayed and a little mm-hmm. corny. Um, speaking of dogs barking, I do like uh, Chewbacca doing silent night. <laughs> Probably, uh, that's funny. Find that one, and also there's a great. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video where they've clipped together Jean-Luc Picard and other Star Trek oh, characters yes. right. sing um, "Let It Snow," and make that's it also so. make it so. Yes, make, make it, it so. so. It's been <laughs> become a Christmas good. classic in our household. So, um, no, I, I I like Christmas music. Um, I don't love the twenty four seven Christmas stations that <laughs> like. You know, I I, I do think it's the season. It's like it's like eggnog. It's only here once a year, a year. So you want to take advantage of it, but you know you don't want to have it like all the time, and you'll be sick. You're not putting it on early November, anything like that. I don't need to do that. Um, there is one uh, Christmas album that I think is overplayed, and I still like it, and that's the Charlie Brown Christmas uh, stuff, which is a lot of instrumental stuff. Um, but that's a classic. For some reason, I, I just enjoy it, and um, and I don't even think it was something that was put on all that much while I was growing up. But uh, but I uh, maybe that's why I don't feel like it's too overplayed. It wasn't on in our house, but uh, but I really like it, and it does feel festive and and a music option this time of year that I really feel good about. And Ben, I'm impressed because that um, for you, a, a self-professing non-jazz fan. 
it's very that's jazzy. Jazz, that's, yeah. yeah, it's Vince Guaraldi, Vince Guaraldi trio. Uh, yeah, good for you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing is maybe a little bit more obscure, but it shows up on a lot of uh, uh, favorite Christmas albums, and that is uh, Sufjan Stevens' uh, Christmas discs. Oh. Um, my understanding is that it was originally a side project for uh, just his immediate circle of friends. Every year he'd send out sort of a, a, a ripped disc of four or five uh, Christmas songs, well-known Christmas songs that he had redone. And after several years of that, his friends were like, this is really good. Why don't you put it all on a, uh, on a Christmas album? And so um, he first released a Christmas box set, which wow. I think has about 40 tracks or something of, um, of songs that he had done over the past several Christmas seasons. And then just a few years ago, he he put out a second collection, which I'm guessing would, would have been, you know, same sort of idea, tracks that he had done over the, the decade since that first one came out. Um, it's a little bit more obscure and it's, you know, I know Sufjan definitely is not someone that everyone loves, but I think it's fantastic. And that's the that's the thing that breaks the ice in our house today for, for Meredith and I and our kids. When Meredith says, it's often the day we set up the tree, which is usually December 1st. She'll say, hey, is it time to break out the Sufjan Christmas album? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. And uh, and that, to me, feels like, okay, Christmas is really here. Um, it's a mixture of like funny, quirky songs that he has made up and, and really old-time uh, Christmas hymns that he has done a rendition of. And I, I think it's just really brilliant. I haven't heard any of that, so I'll have to check it out. It I looks like a lot of a lot of music. <laughs> Absolutely. So that was that's kind of a segue into what I wanted to ask you about what the Christmas traditions or the albums are you listen to more in your adult life and up to today. So uh, so the Suffian Stevens is for you. Um, I think for us when it's Christmas and the tree goes up, which sometimes is mid to late November, depending on how Christmassy the family is feeling. Sure. They say, we have time this weekend. Let's put it up. <laughs> and of course, when the tree is being put up, you have to put on a Christmas album. Yep. Uh, it's going to, in our house, it's going to be probably one of two or three. Uh, Michael Buble. It's uh, I think he has more than one. I think he did an EP and then did a full one. So we'll put on the full one, which is really nice. Um, Bing Crosby collection of Christmas music, uh, which is wonderful. It's one of those like uh, uh, 20th century masters sort of compilation things. But it's it's quite extensive. I think there's over 20 tracks on it. Um, and that's kind of just, just classic, you know, very classic, traditional sounding. Um, there's two or three of these now, but another very popular one is by Pentatonix, which is the acapella group. Oh yeah. Have you heard? Have you heard that? Have you heard of them? I, I've heard of them. I'm not sure that I'm familiar with the Christmas album, but I can imagine that it's wonderful and rich. Well, they have at least two, if not three, Christmas albums now, okay. and this is like in the last five years they're just pumping it out. Um, it's quite good, and it's quite uh, interesting to hear what they can do with just five people voices no instruments so that's pretty interesting and they have some guests on there as well sometimes and then i was gonna say and lastly um it's not everybody's favorite but at some point during the christmas season i have to sit down with 
you know, some hot chocolate or maybe maybe a porter or stout and put on um, Handel's Messiah. Ooh, and yeah. I need a lot of time to listen to the whole thing in one shot. So usually it's broken up a bit, but I just love listening to that piece of music. Even though it was written and released at Easter time, it has become a Christmas classic. Sure. And uh, I have great memories of that music, not only... Did I have the great opportunity to sing with the Pax Christi Chorale when I was in high school and we performed that? And I believe you were at that performance. Yeah. Um, which was just a great joy to be with that group. And they also hired a, an orchestra to play with us. So that was wonderful. And then Nora took me, my wife Nora took me a number of years ago to a performance uh, by a group called Tafel Music that has a Baroque uh, chamber choir and Baroque orchestra with uh, period instruments so Wonderful. some are are um are actually authentic baroque instruments uh, older clarinets and oboes and trombones and cornets they even have an old uh, organ small uh, organ that that has they've converted and put some uh power to it so that it can propel itself and a harpsichord so like that was just wonderful. So mm-hmm. Messiah is definitely um, a favorite as well. So anyways, cool. uh, so a lot, I have <laughs> almost as many more current memories of Christmas music and albums yeah. as I do old memories. Which is kind of sweet. I mean, I think, <clears throat> especially as we've started to have kids, we're, we're making our own Christmas traditions. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm curious, before we um, wrap this up, what your feeling is on the Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Christmas albums. Well, I like it more than Mannheim Steamroller. I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I think, I think there was sort of a pinnacle in the late 90s where that was just like the coolest Christmas music you could put on. And I think I just have to be in the right mood. There are times when I hear it and I think like, ugh, this just is like, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, rock music for rock music's sake not because it's actually good and, and other times where I'm like oh this is kind of cool I like the, the rendition I mean I'm I'm imagining the 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 like shredding guitar solos in Carol the Bells when I yeah. when I think of Trans-Siberian yep. Orchestra. You know, that's kind of the pinnacle of what I think of which is probably not an accurate <laughs> or fair description <laughs> of everything that they do but yeah, yeah I, I, and it is kind of appealing to a, a, trying to appeal to a different group, but yeah. Um, yeah, I I I will take that over Mannheim Steamroller for sure. Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that to whatever that was to Christmas music in the '80s uh, and early '90s, Trans Siberian is to the <laughs> '90s. And I think that's Maybe, a, is that well fair? Said. Well said. Yeah. And a good you know, note to wrap it up. Syn- synthesized <laughs> like trumpet on keyboard. Any any other Christmas album memories over the years? I, I guess we should probably take a moment to address if there are any Christmas albums on the 500 list, and I think Ooh. there is one or two. Oh, really? Number 142. A Christmas gift for you from Phil Spector. Wow, not who I thought would be. Uh, <laughs> That's the only one I believe, unless I've missed something here. Yeah, so we'll get to a Christmas album. You know, 
three years from now. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and maybe if we're lucky, we, it'll, it'll time it so that it's at Christmas time. But I, I don't think that is likely to happen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we'll have to like jump ahead or skip it to make it line up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you're listening to this and, and it's kind of bringing up some memories, uh, we'll, we'll, post this on facebook and other social media as we always do all our episodes uh feel free to type in you know some of your favorite christmas albums or songs things that you enjoy i hope i hope it wasn't some of the ones that we slammed um certainly uh, <laughs> there's there's something for everyone and and you know what sometimes you don't get to choose your special memories or the the content of them eh mm-hmm that's for sure. Uh, it's something that happens at a moment, or something that would just reminds you of being with people, and and you know, uh, hopefully you are having a wonderful Christmas with your family, you, everyone listening at home. Anything to add there, Ben? Just uh, Merry Christmas, my friend. Looking forward to seeing you very soon. Merry Christmas to you, and to all a good night. If you like what you hear, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and write a review. Send us a message at our Facebook page, on Instagram, or through our SoundLogic Podcast Twitter feed. Thanks for listening.